0: Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Can we please stand to our feet? Yes. And can we give God a hand clap for the speaker on today? Woo! Thomas, prophet Thomasina. God bless you. That was good for me, but can we give God some praise? Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 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 And His glory fill the place. Hallelujah! And His glory fill the temple. Woo, Jesus! I said His glory filled the temple. glory. Fill the temple. Come on, just for a moment. Lift up your hands all over the sanctuary. This is God's house. This is God's house, not man's house. This is God's house. So we come, we come, and we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. And we bless his holy name. Those that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, open up your mouth in this place and let's bless. Jesus, 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 come on, press through, 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 Candoro, Shikiato, Ramando, Santeramekia, Mandoro, Shotor, Ramakusia, we worship you. We are You are our God. We bless you. We honor you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We exalt 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 you. We you. Hallelujah, 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 the spirit of the living God is here, I said the spirit of the living God is here, hallelujah, if we can just get the people of God to understand that we're not here for a man or for a woman, we love our apostle that God has set forth for this house. Hallelujah! But we're here for God. Is there anybody else that's here for God this morning? Hallelujah. When we come in for God, we'll let nothing dictate to us what our worship and our praise looks like. Hallelujah. We've been learning in praise and worship that we initiate praise. And then God finds us and allows us to worship him. So that means we've got to offer up the right praise. Hallelujah. Dr. Miles Monroe says that praise is seeking God, but worship is when God finds you. Woo! Is there anybody that's been waiting for God to find them this morning? Woo, Jesus. Woo, you got to offer to him the right praise. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for the spirit of God that resides in this sanctuary. Have your way. Move by your spirit. Save, deliver, and set free by your power. In the mighty name of Jesus. God, let our flesh be crucified that you, God, will be glorified. You, God, will be magnified in the name of Jesus. God, open up our ears that we would hear what you will have to say to us this morning in the name of Jesus that we can be changed. Hallelujah. When we leave this place in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I just feel God this morning. (laughs) I know we're ready for the word, but I just feel God this morning. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift up your hands. Come on, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. And just begin to worship him. Come on, worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him right there. Hallelujah. All he wants is a people that would worship him, that would honor him. Hallelujah. That would give him glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you today, God. We love you today, God. We love you. Oh, Jesus, we submit ourselves to you, Father. Mm. We submit ourselves to you, that you, God, would have your way in us. Hallelujah. Come on, we submit our minds. We submit our heart. We submit our soul. We submit our spirit unto the living God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Maybe somebody's waiting for the cue of the organ to cue up. Hallelujah. But the organ has already been cued. The sound has already been cued. God is looking for worship this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Shout to Jesus, 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 oh Jesus, 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 Hallelujah, Jesus, 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 oh Jesus, Jesus. Oh Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh Jesus, Jesus. Oh Jesus, Jesus. We worship you, we worship you. We worship you, we worship you. We worship you, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Ah, God. Holy, holy is your name. Jesus, oh God. Holy, holy is your name. Holy, holy is your name. Holy, holy is your name. He's holy our God is holy he's holy our God is holy hallelujah he's holy our God is holy he's holy our God is holy Hallelujah. Speak, Lord, hallelujah. Shakta back Oh Jesus. Hallelujah. Speak, Lord, hallelujah. us how he's speaking in the wind. It's not always in the loud sound, but it's in his quietness. Hallelujah. That he can speak to us today. heavy this morning. God is just confirming his word with his presence that is already here. Amen. Hallelujah. I love the Lord today. Anybody else love God? Uh, Don't you just love it? Even when you feel like you don't deserve it, he shows up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can, while you're on your feet, if you can turn with me to the book of 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter. We thank God this morning for our Apostle, Hallelujah, Apostle Dr. Suzanne Howard, in her absence, along with our Minister Bernard Howard, who faithfully stands next to the woman of God. Amen? Hallelujah. We thank God for them and what God is doing in their lives. Hallelujah. chapter. This is a very familiar verse of scripture. (coughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. My folk wants to act up. Okay. So Solomon finished the temple of the Lord as well as the royal palace. And he completed everything he had planned to do in the construction of the temple in the palace. Then one night the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this temple as a place for making sacrifices. At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. Then, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy, a place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it, for it is dear to my heart. If I were to use for a theme today, it will be, I will hear from heaven. I will hear from heaven. Hallelujah. I thank God for my sister Jojo's grandmother being here this morning hallelujah pastor danielle smith i didn't even know she was a pastor but i know she's a prophet so i thank god for her she surprised us on yesterday i didn't even know she was coming and um you know how the enemy start making you feel nervous because i didn't even tell her that i had to speak when she told me she was coming (laughs) and i said well let the word of the lord go forth amen she's here all the way from florida hallelujah just to visit the apostles house this morning hallelujah what a blessing and an honor that god would have us in a place to put the spirit of the apostles house in someone else's heart right that does not even live here hallelujah that means that god has plans not just for her but there's a setup for this house Hallelujah. I'm going to get to my text, but part of what we just read here, God responds to Solomon by telling him that this house, um, King James Version says, that this house I have consecrated this house i have chosen do you hear what i'm saying in the spirit the apostle's house is the house that i have chosen and i have consecrated it and made it a place for sacrifices in other words god spoke to our apostle on uh, what was it new year's eve i believe uh, or christmas uh, christmas about going back to the altar yes, yes, yes. Woo, jesus and then God for, for God to turn around and give us such a powerful word to let, him know, let us know what he's doing in us. When I begin to go back and, and study this text, the background of this in 1 Kings, the fifth chapter, Solomon actually went to King Hiram, which was David's friend, which was his father's friend. For many of you don't know, Solomon was actually David's son. The Bible says that he went to him in Lebanon. This is where they were going to get the wood. The Bible says that he talked to him. He told him how that God had uh, his father wanted to build a house for God because remember the 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 um altar um was not or the ark was not in a place. They would travel and wherever they traveled, they took the altar with them. Mm. Oh, Jesus, isn't that important for where we are today? Because many of us think that when we go outside of these doors, that the altar is not with us. But God says that in our own lives, that we are to have an altar, that it goes wherever we are. My God, why? Because I need a place where I can be exalted. I need a place where I can be worshipped. The Bible goes on to say that he began to tell him that god spoke to david and david had in heart and wanted to build god a place for his ark to be in right but god told david i know what's in your heart and i love your heart and remember god loved david so much he said but i can't let you do it because it's too much blood on your hands you're at war too much so i can't allow you to do it so i'm gonna allow your son to do it so here's his son carrying out the vision that god gave his father and when i begin to think about that I begin to think about how our, our mother in the spirit of apostle I'll use apostle Howard or even our natural parents they will give you an assignment to do and give you the instruction to do the scripture says that david set solomon up and prepared him for the tabernacle that he was getting ready to build in other words god had given david the pattern already that he wanted and so he understood that it was important that when i give my son the assignment that I got to make sure that I give him all the details. Come on, to make sure that it is done right. God is entrusting some of us with an assignment. What are you going to do with the assignment that he has given you? In other words, the the assignment that God has given you, you got to sometimes sit down and write notes. It's not enough for you to try to say, I'll remember it in my head, because you're going to mess up when you try to remember it with this flesh. Because guess what? The flesh wants to do what it wants to do. It entertains so many things. So, in your mind, what you thought you heard, you did not hear. And so, we don't want to be like the sons of Aaron, right? In error and offer up strained fire unto the Lord but we want to do what God has given us to do. The Bible says that as he asked King Haram, he said, I need you to supply the wood for the tabernacle. The Bible says that King Hiram he agreed with him, and he said, and what I'll do is we'll take the wood and we'll cut it down, and then we're going to make it into rafts, and then we're going to ride on the rafts to the location where you can pick it up. He said, Solomon, I'll do this for you, but all I need you to do is supply the food for my house. The Bible says that Solomon yearly gave him over 100,000 bushels of wheat and over 100,000 gallons of olive oil. Don't you understand that when you have a heart to do the will of God, Oh, Jesus, when you're trying to figure out which way to go next, God will take care of you when you take care of God. So God had already given him favor when he went to go pick up the wood to make the tabernacle. God said that he was going to supply the need, and this is just what I'm saying in the spirit paraphrasing. The Bible uh, uh, allowed or spoke and said that Solomon every year, not just one time. Don't you understand that we serve a God that is well able to supply your needs and He'll set you up where you'll never have to work or worry about a thing again as long as we have o- immediate obedience? Oh my God. Oh Lord, my tablet going out and everything up here. <laughs> I try to use something smaller today instead of my big HP. <laughs> Kind to remember it, but I don't want to miss some valid points. Hallelujah hallelujah so then we hear and we see where Solomon now he sets up the people that are getting ready to work and this was so powerful because I'm saying Lord when we get ready to do the things of God and and I find myself in that same position um, when they were asking for the building fund and how that remember when Moses was building the tabernacle the Bible says that he asked for he requested it right they gave so much that he had to tell them to stop He had to literally tell them, stop giving, because now we have too many supplies. What would happen in the house of God if we had this heart? Come on, we won't have to have any fundraisers. We won't have to keep saying, will you come and sow a seed this month or this week or next week, or we're going to keep on doing it until we get it, because the people had a heart to give. Why? Because they understood that this was for the house of God, not for the house of man. The Bible says that there were 30,000 men who he divided by 30, which was 10,000 men at a time. He sent out to do the work. So they would literally go and work for a month and then stay home for two months. Look at the dedication. Scripture tells us that it took them seven years to build. After the temple was built, Solomon prayed and prepared to dedicate the temple of God. Solomon, in the beginning of this chapter, has just finished praying to God. And in God's response, he sent down fire from heaven to receive his offering and his sacrifice. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple so that the priest could not even enter. After the people saw the fire coming down and glory over the temple, they bowed down and placed their face to the ground, worshiping God and giving them thanks. Notice how in in Exodus 40 and 35, Moses was not able to enter into the tent of meeting or into the tabernacle because of the glory of the Lord that filled the temple. And I was like, wow. So, in other words, there are levels to this, there are levels to the glory. Mm. something happens when the glory of the lord shows up for real notice we hear three instances remember when the glory of the lord was on moses and the people could not even look at him because of the glory of the lord and then here we see that the cloud has now filled the temple that the people could not even come in the house of god Can you imagine if we lived with a glory like that? Where we had to stand outside of the doors because the glory of the Lord filled the house of God? The Bible says that as they saw the fire coming down, which was God answering the prayers of Solomon, that the people got on their knees and began to worship. They were not standing around talking and looking and gossiping and trying to figure out where they were going to go to eat at at after service. They were not trying to figure out what movies they were going to watch. But they bowed down on their knees. Whoo! Because of the glory of God, nobody was looking around saying, girl, come on, you know, can we just run down the street to McDonald's real quick? Can we go run to Dunkin' Donuts real quick? No, the glory of the Lord is here. So what? I've got to be underneath the glory. Oh, Jesus. You ever heard somebody talking about Jesus and you like, oh, I want some of that. You be in a restaurant, you hear him having a conversation and your ear just itch the whole time. You want to get in the conversation so bad because there's something about when we hear the name of Jesus, when we have relationship with him, we get excited. Verse um, seven, Solomon consecrated the middle courtyard and they celebrated the altar seven days. Normally the grain offering was performed with the burnt offering, but Solomon altar wasn't large enough because his offering was so much. The reason why we're honestly going this way as well because God is speaking to us as we prepare the altar as we prepare to go to the altar even on next month as we prepare we need to prepare before we get there right because we have so many that are coming in and we keep talking about the altar the altar the altar and there are people here that don't have no clue what we're talking about or they come to the altar and they don't even know what to do when they get here because we have not been taught the fullness of it, and God knows I wanted to give us all the business this morning, but I <laughs> I had to cut it short to thank God for our apostle who is truly an apostle of God, because I got a text, and she didn't, it, she didn't respond anything big, but she was, um, responded to me about prayer, and it was like, Just the few words that she said, my mind was, I was struggling. It was like my mind, the the enemy started really messing with my mental for the word and started trying to confuse me with the word. And she said a couple of words. When I tell you, it just brought everything in. And I was like, that's when you know you have an apostle that is praying for you. We don't have to be in the same place, right? The Bible goes on to say that Solomon's sacrifice was 22,000 bulls. And 120,000 sheep. <clears throat> that was his offering. 22,000 bulls. Now can you imagine this? Um, just imagine, I'm try to, to kind of describe it to you if we would look at the sanctuary here. For those who don't know about the Old Testament, and we can get into the, I think we're going to do a, later, a teaching later on this. <clears throat> Just imagine the outside of the door, the parking lot, would be the outer court. That's where the sacrifices were actually made. That's where the brazen altar was actually put up, outside in the parking lot. So can you imagine you coming up and you see an altar, and you see this person who got 22,000 bulls? that need to be sacrificed on the altar and the only thing you could do is wait your turn come on and guess what as the one who was bringing the sacrifice we were not allowed anywhere else but at the altar the only place we could go was to come in and to bring our gift to the brazen altar and then the priest took it over from there Good stuff, right? Here we are standing at the altar, and I'll go into there were two offerings that Solomon actually talked about. The burnt offering, it said that he had it had to be a male animal with no defects. It was performed on the brazen altar, which was made with acacia wood and covered with bronze, and it symbolized the humanity of Christ. This is why we see certain things in the tabernacle that were, some things were just all gold or all silver, (coughs) but then there were things that were made with wood and covered. Amen? So we're just going to deal with two of those. This points to the suffering of the humanity of Jesus dying on a wood cross. This offering was present to God twice a day, once in the morning and the evening. The fire on the altar never went out. The animal was to be burnt whole all night. Now we keep singing that song. May the fire of my altar never run out. I'm sorry, burn out. (laughs) May the fire of my altar never burn out. Make me a house of prayer. You know what they're saying? Lord, I want to be a burnt offering to you. Mm. come on we got it when we start speaking certain words we're saying lord i want to be a burnt offering for you in other words i want your fire to consume all of me i want your fire to consume my whole man from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet consume me The Bible says that when they offered to God the burnt offering, it was offered once in the morning and once in the evening. So, for those of us who think we have plans and you want to go do something else, <laughs> when we think about this burnt offering unto God, Jesus, the fact that He loves us so much that all He wants is our complete selves. I know we want to be in love. I desire to be in love. I desire to be married. But God desires all of me right now. And it seems like the more I keep talking to God about it, I got to the point I don't even say anything anymore. Because it was starting to bother me. You know, we get so as women, right? As humans, as being in our flesh, we want to love. We want to be loved. We want to be held. But then there's a time where God says, no, right now I want you. Right now, I can't afford for your emotions to be all over the place. I can't afford for you to get depressed because somebody hurt your feelings. I can't afford for you to be hurt because somebody did you dirty. I need all of you. Jesus. So some of us, if that's our only prayer, let's stop praying. To Lord, what is your will for my life? What do you want me to do? The scripture tells us what? Seek ye first the what? The kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And what? Shall be added unto you. Let's look up the other offering. The fat of the peace offering, which was the shalem, which included thanksgiving, free will, or the wave offering. The wave offering could be male or female. The breast was given to the priest, and he either waved it, which was from the left to the right, or he heaved it, which was from top to bottom which looks like what? The cross of Jesus. This was the Thanksgiving, right? So it's symbolic of thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross as a sacrifice for my sins. Jesus, the reason why they used the fat because God wanted the fat. God said, the fat belongs to me. Why? Because it was considered the best part of the animal. When the fat was burned on the altar up to God, it produced a sweet-smelling savior to God. My God, as we go on to look at the text, the Bible says that Solomon, they celebrated, they rejoiced in the Lord, right? They celebrated for seven days just for the altar. Just for the altar they celebrated. And then seven more days they had a feast. The Bible says that so many people came. And if we were in Bible study and we talked about all of that, was coming alive to me as I was studying. When it was talking about Lebanon and the Great Sea, and it talked about Lebo Hamath and how they came as far from Lebo Hamath in the Brook of Egypt to Jerusalem. and The and the text said it, it was 263 miles that these people traveled to come and celebrate the altar. Who's going 263 miles to celebrate the altar? First of all, we want to know, most of us, who's there? Right? How long they gonna take? How long is the celebration gonna be? Because you know what? I gotta make sure, I got plans, I'm going out of town. (laughs) Come on. How many of us would travel, unless it's a big known name, that we'll travel 263 miles to celebrate an altar? No, most of us would be like, girl, I celebrate at home i watch that online. It's gonna, is it going to be live? You know what? I'll replay. I'll replay. But I'm telling you, it is nothing like being in the presence. It is nothing like being under the anointing, under the power of God, when the glory of God shows up. The Bible says that they celebrated. When we look at this, we see that Solomon later, he told him, he said, you can go home now. He sent them home after the celebration. As I begin to go on and to look at the text, the scripture also says that when they celebrated, the priests and the Levites got in their perspective places. And the priests blew their trumpets. Come on, that David had made before he left. I told you, David set them up real good. He made all the instruments for the temple of God. So when they came in and the priest blew the trumpet or blew the shofar, that was their trumpet back then. the, the, The trumpet or the shofar was so that the assembly of God would come together. When the trumpet was blown, the people praise God and they worship God by saying, God, you're good and your mercy endureth forever. Prophet Mike, can I have you come up real quick? Hallelujah. Y'all do a little activation. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's the priest. And he is going to blow the truck. Of God heard the trumpet, they came together, they got up, they stood up, and they worshiped God. Come on, begin to say it, lord you good and your mercy endure forever lord you good and your mercy endure forever lord you good and your mercy endure forever and the people of god say it. lord you good and your mercy endure forever put on Look like, this is what the celebration looked like. Oh, you're Come on, Lord, you're good and your mercy into it forever. We honor you in your presence. 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 doing this for seven days what the presence of God was supposed to bring <laughs> ah, it brings us to the altar I can He's ready for us to experience something new, a new encounter with him. In your glory, God. Ah, yashata. Let your glory fill the temple. Hmm. Let your glory fill the temple. Hmm. Hallelujah. Speak to your people, God. We hear you, we hear you, we hear you, hallelujah, oh, Jesus. Mm. To you this morning, We present ourselves to you, Father. We present ourselves to you, Father. Oh, Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, right where you are, right where you are. He's here. Just lift your hands up right where you are. Come on, we're learning what to do in his presence. Hallelujah, we give you glory. Glory and honor. Glory and honor. Don't worry about who's watching you, who's looking, who's listening. Glory and honor. Glory and honor, glory and honor to the one who was and is to come. We come to give you glory, glory and honor belongs to you, God. Glory and honor belongs to you, Father. Ah, yes, God. Glory and honor belongs to you, Father. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. If you feel like crying, it's okay. Cry, worship. Glory, glory, glory. Come on, we've been seeking. He's found us this morning. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. forever. You're good, and Your mercy it forever. Hallelujah! You're good, and Your mercy it forever. You're good, and Your mercy endureth forever. You're good, and Your mercy it forever. You're good, and Your mercy endureth forever. You're good and your mercy endureth Forever. Your mercy endureth it forever. Mm. Hallelujah. we come to him with a broken heart and a contrite spirit hallelujah we come before him broken hallelujah not our will but god's will be done not our will but god's will be done not our will but god's will be done hallelujah God, I know I've been running. I know I've been running. But God, this morning, not my will. But thy will be done. I know I've been hesitant. I know I've been a little rebellious. But God, not my will. I know I wanted to blame it on somebody else. But God, this morning, not my will. Not my will. I know they hurt my feelings. But this morning, I think not my will. Not my will. Uh, I know I, I felt like they did me wrong. But God, not will, not my will, not my will, as I sit in your presence, not my will, but thy thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Oh, shake it. Thy will be done. So it is in heaven. So it is in the heaven. So it is. So it is in heaven. Oh, I commit to what's in heaven. I commit to what you have for me that is in heaven. Oh, shatara-ra-bongu-shie-me-la-re-diest-ia. dios i for rondara Hallelujah. thank you Jesus so there is a place that God desires for us to And this is the place that he desires for us to be. A place where he can get all the glory and all the honor. Look at how when the worship of God came forth, nobody was thinking about what anybody else was doing, and then the glory of the Lord is able to come in this morning. Hmm. 20 and 27 says that the priests and the Levites blessed and prayed for Israel and their prayers reach heaven, his holy dwelling place. Mm. God's response to Solomon's prayer. You can go back and and, and read a little bit later because I really feel God shifting us. But Solomon prayed a prayer to the Lord. And he began to ask, um, ask God, if you shut up heaven and there be no rain. So many times we have preached that text. We talk about the text, but then going back and reading and knowing the whole context of the matter, that these were not just words that were spoken, but it was a response to Solomon's prayer. Now we can look at this text a little bit different. God appeared to Solomon and said, I have heard your prayer and I have chosen this place. Ooh, come on. I've chosen this place. Not just this this house, but I've chosen this place. Come on, tell yourself, God says I've chosen this place. He wants to dwell in us. He said, I've chosen this place. I know your mother had you, but God said, I chose this place Mm. as my dwelling place. God responded to Solomon, and he said, at times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. You hear that? God says at times, oftentimes we think everything is the enemy. We think everything is Satan. God says, but if I shut up the heavens so that no rain falls, if you go back and you actually look in the text of 2nd Chronicles the 6th chapter when Solomon asked him this, he said, "Lord, he said, if you can if you can respond to me, If you could hear from heaven and respond to me. Here he is answering Solomon's request. He's answering Solomon's petition. And he said, at times I, I, God, might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command grasshoppers to devour your crops. I might allow the grasshoppers to eat up everything that you have. I might even allow a plague to come among you. But this is the verse that we love. But but then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. God says even if I send a plague, if I cause the rain to be shut off, If I cause the grasshoppers to eat up all your crops, if my people, anybody that's been, that belongs to God this morning, he says, if my people who are called by my name, anybody been called by God this morning, he said, if you've been called by my name will humble themselves in the midst of what you are going through come on in the midst of being hungry in the midst of looking like nothing's gonna work out right God says if my people who are called by my name because most of the time when things are shut off we turn way to the left we get angry with God we get mad we get upset and we say well I'm not gonna live for him no more I don't care about ministry right now they don't understand I'm going through but God says if I cut it off it's nothing you can do about it if I cut it off you're complaining about something that I did but guess what he said if my people who are called by my name that's when you gotta remember who you belong to Woo, that's where you got to remember whose name you've been called by. Woo, <laughs> God, that's where you got to remember who you belong to. God, I'm going through this struggle, but you told me that if my people who are called by my name and God, I belong to you. If we would just humble ourselves, calm down, <laughs> calm down, it's just me moving. <laughs> calm down don't get upset I'm just moving in a way that you didn't expect for me to move come on calm down don't let the anxiety and the fear consume you don't let the pride get to you God says it's me working (laughs) I'm doing this I'm shifting this I'm shaking this I'm pulling up this I'm tearing down because I'm looking for my people God says, I'm looking for my people who are called by my name because my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and get down on their knees and begin to pray. Instead of complaining, Lord, I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray. Instead of getting mad, I'm going to get on my knees and get in in prayer. Instead of getting frustrated and wanting to always give up and take flight, God, I'm going to get on my knees, I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to pray. I'm going to turn from my wicked ways because oftentimes it turns us to another God to worship, another God. Woo! It turns us to another plate of worship, right? It turns us where we want to stay home. Now we're making excuses about why we can't come, why we can't do it, why we can't make it because we're not humbling ourselves and turning from our wicked ways. I know oftentimes we hear wicked and just loud violence, but when we're serving other gods, that is wicked to God. But he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble, them, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, not the face of man, but seek my face. Woo. He said, seek my face. I didn't tell you to call them up and tell them what you were going through. I said, seek my face. I'm looking for my people who will call on me. Did not he say that if you call on me, I will answer you. So I'm looking for my people who are not calling someone else for what I told you to call on me for. Some of you, you're waiting for apostle to do it. But God says, if my people, you're waiting cause you're trying to put your trust in a woman who's a God sent woman but God said this season I want you to seek my face you're waiting for her to call you out and tell you this and tell you what you already know but God said this season my people are going to seek my face come on we're going to seek God's face he said then what then will I hear from heaven and I was like wait a minute God why do you need to hear from heaven In other words, he needs our prayers to reach him. I can't even get into it, but as he took me through the tabernacle, and he began to show me how our prayers have not, why our prayers have not reached him, because we're still in the outer court trying to make the sacrifices. We're in the outer court trying to reach the presence of God in the outer court. God never allowed his presence to come in the outer court because of the sin. This is why when we come to the altar, when they went to the brazen altar, the priest actually took the the blood from the animal that had been slaughtered. And he began to sprinkle it over the altar so that he can let God know that their sins now have been covered, which was symbolic of the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. The Bible goes on to say that the priest then went to the brazen laver, and they cleansed themselves before they can go into the holy place. In other words, as you come into the parking lot, remember, just say you, the, the brazen altar is at the beginning of the parking lot. Before you get to the door is a big laver so that you can clean your hands and clean your feet because you cannot come into the holy place. As a matter of fact, the scripture says that when the priest came in, They had to change their clothes. They could not even come in with the same clothes that they had on. Why? Because it was a holy place. In other words, when we're trying to get into the presence of God, you cannot come in with your carnal mind. I was taught a prayer that I used to watch, and it really helped me by Pastor Benny Hinn. And it was a perfect, perfect example. And he began to talk about how when you come in and you begin to seek the face of God, right? You come in, you're coming to the house of God or to the tabernacle to get God, right? To be in the presence of God. And he began to say that when we start out, our mind is all over the place. We get tired, we get frustrated, we're repeating the same thing over and over again, right? And then slowly, if you stay there long enough, you will start to go into the holy place. And when I began to look at that, I began to, I could just see the tabernacle. Let's say when you come in, I wish I had a picture, but when you came into the house of God, you would have the um, lampstand that stood on the left, the table of showbread would be on the right-hand side, and then this would actually be a veil right here, and there would be the altar of incense in front of the veil. When the, when the priest came in after washing their hands and washing their feet, there was the showbread that reminded them of Jesus. It was the daily bread that they were to eat. And only the priest ate that bread. The Bible says that when they came in, they brought the ashes from the animal. And they mixed it with the fragrance. And they put it on the altar of incense. And this was what God would smell. The incense that was going up from the prayers of the people. Come on. The priest was taking our ashes in from the the animal that was sacrificed to be presented unto God. This is where we get the sweet, smell, and Savior from. The Bible says that the priest would also sprinkle the altar. As we go on a little bit further, Pastor Benny Ann taught me, he said, well, not me, but I was watching video. He taught us that as you ease into the presence of God, by the time you got into where the Ark of the Covenant is, that is when the Spirit of God has taken over And then you no longer talk in your earthly language, right? When we come to God in prayer, we often have our petitions already that we're going to present to God. But by the time we get into the presence of God, into the holy place, into the holies of holies, the only thing we're doing is seeking God for him to speak to us in other words he said and i actually tried it and it works i use it in my prayer life by the time you get into the presence of god there is a complete silence why because you're hearing what god wants to speak to you now oftentimes we hear this and most of the time we don't even take time to hear what god is saying We give all our petitions. God, I need this. God, I want you to save my family. God, I want you to do that. But we never sit and listen to hear what he has to say. And we're going to hear his voice in the quiet place. The Bible says that only the high priest went in into the most holy place. And the Bible says that he sprinkled the mercy seat. So there was the Ark of the Covenant that contained the commandments of God. It contained Aaron's um, Aaron's rod, and it contained the manna where God had provided for the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness. And then there was a mercy seat so that we can have mercy. And the priest would sprinkle the mercy seat seven times for the nation of Israel. When they went in, their garments had a breastplate that included all the stones that represented the children of Israel. As a matter of fact, the children of Israel lived around the tabernacle. Each tribe was surrounded around the tabernacle. So in other words, you had no excuse not to show up to the tabernacle. No matter what tribe you were from, you were surrounded, the north, south, east, and west. Can you imagine living around the tabernacle? And when you're looking out, the only thing you can see is the fire that's coming from heaven because God is answering prayers, because God is consuming the burnt offerings of his people. Notice if you go down into the 16th verse. God says that after he says, if my people who are called by my name, God then says that I will be attentive. My ears will be open. Do you hear that? If my people, so in other words, it's conditional. If you will humble yourselves, turn from your wicked ways, if we will walk upright, Then God says, I'll be attentive to your prayers. My my ears will be open to hear because my heart is here. Mm. I'll listen to what you have to say because his heart is invested in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God says today to let you know that he will hear from heaven. I will hear from heaven how will I hear from heaven because I'm seeking the face of God and God is speaking to me from the place that he resides hallelujah it's so much that I'm more that I really want to give but I'm not led to go that way because the spirit of God is still so heavy in this place most importantly God wants us to know how we are to approach what are we to do when we get to the altar? We're to make a sacrifice unto Him. When we come, make sacrifice, just offer yourself. What does Romans twelve and one says? Well, I present my bodies as a living sacrifice. That means nothing else is more valuable to me, but God, what I give to you as a living sacrifice, not just living, but holy. I present myself to you. Anybody looking to hear from heaven this morning? Ah, come on, lift your hands up. One of the things that I noticed, and you can close your eyes, keep your hands with them, was that in the tabernacle, they had no seats. (laughs) There was no place to take a rest, take a break. They always came in and stood before God. As long as the cloud was there, they stood before God in his presence. The text also said, in another text, cross reference text, it also said that the priests and the Levites, the minstrels, they ministered the entire time that the burnt offering was going on. Can you imagine... God is calling us to a deeper place of worship, a deeper place of prayer in him. Hallelujah. Can you just stand on your feet? Hallelujah. Somebody needs to hear from heaven this morning. And God says, I will be attentive to your prayer. Because this is the place that I've consecrated for you hallelujah Jesus one thing I notice about God is that he does not consecrate or anoint anything that he's not going to use so we should count it an honor if he consecrated you if he's anointed you some of us don't want the anointing that God has placed on our life but because God has anointed us God has use for you when the priests came in they were anointed they were consecrated in Exodus, it tells us that the Levites, when they first got their first ordination, it was after Aaron had had the people of God build idols. The Bible says that Moses came and told them, he said, I want you to go out and kill the sons and the brothers. Everybody that has built an altar kill them. The Levites went and did what Moses said, and they came back and said, we've done it. And Moses said, now you are a dang to be a priest what an assignment because when God has an anointing when God has ordained you you have to give up brother, sister I'm not saying you have to not talk to them I'll take it like that literally but when God has a call in your life you can't worry about family ooh Jesus can't worry about friends you can't worry about loved ones when God has anointed you. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands up. God has already moved in this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you that you hear us. We thank you, God, that you have chosen this house to consecrate for your use. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Is there anyone this morning, anybody else that would like to present themselves to the altar this morning? The altar is open. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on as you come to the altar, just present yourselves to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, present yourselves to him. You this morning are the sacrifice. When Jesus died on the cross, he died as our sacrifice. Hallelujah. We no longer have to sacrifice animals. But when he died on the cross, the veil was ripped that we might have access to the presence of God now there's no one that has to go to the presence of God for us we can go to the presence of God for ourselves hallelujah isn't that wonderful this morning that we can go into the presence of God for ourselves right where you are those that are in the audience just begin to worship God hallelujah we're going to call forth the prophets the intercessors that they might pray for those that are at the altar this morning hallelujah hallelujah Thank you, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory be to your name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall on me.